0: Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in the same Spirit to be truly wise and ever to rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ, our Lord. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. After Jesus left the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon. Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a severe fever, and they interceded with him about her. He stood over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her she got up immediately and waited on them at sunset all who had people sick with various diseases brought them to him he laid his hands on each of them and cured them and demons also came out from many shouting you are the son of god but he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the christ at daybreak Jesus left and went to a deserted place. The crowds went looking for him, and when they came to him, they tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, To the other towns also I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. Because of this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. helping and caring for people as Christ himself would do. The Gospel of the Mass tells us how at sunset, people began to bring many sick people to Christ for him to cure them. It is quite possible that it was a Sabbath day because the Sabbath observance, so scrupulously enforced by the scribes and Pharisees, would have ended at sunset. There were very many sick people. St. Mark says that the whole city was gathered together about the door. St. Luke leaves on record the striking detail that he cured them by laying his hands upon each one. He looks carefully at them and gives each one his full attention. Because for him, each person is unique. Everybody is always well-received by Jesus and is treated by him with the incomparable dignity that the human person always deserves. Commenting on this passage of the gospel, St. Ambrose says that from the beginning of the church, Jesus already sought out the crowds. And why? Because to cure people, there are no established times or places. The medicine has to be applied in all times and places. The Gospel shows us Christ's tireless activity. It teaches us how we, in turn, have to behave with those who are far from the faith, with all those souls who haven't yet come to Christ to be healed. No son or daughter of Holy Church can lead a quiet life without concern for the anonymous masses, a mob, a herd, a flock, as I once wrote. How many noble passions they have within their apparent listlessness. How much potential. We must serve all, laying our hands on each and every one, as Jesus said, to bring them back to life, to enlighten their minds, and strengthen their wills so that they can become useful. To serve all means treating them as Christ would have done in our place, with the same esteem, with the same courtesy. Each one individually, allowing for their particular circumstances, their manner of being, the state in which they find themselves, without applying the same formula to everyone. They are the people we meet in the course of our business, those local involvements, journeys, or common interests. And others we will go to look for wherever they happen to be in order to bring them to God as a doctor would look after a patient. Just one single soul saved through another's mediation can be the source of pardon for many sins. Let us resolve now in our prayer to be as concerned for our neighbor's welfare as were those who crowded around the doorway bringing Jesus, the sick people, to be cured. Let us see now in his presence if we treat them with the same attention, singulis manus imponens, as he did. Patience and Constancy in Apostolate. To reach Christ, we have to travel along a road sometimes a long one, with patience and constancy. He is expecting us to bring our friends, our study companions, our workmates, our children, our brothers and sisters. We can help them all as Jesus did, one by one, making allowance for each individual's circumstances, age or state of health, always remembering that they have been ransomed infinite price of Christ's redemptive blood. In accompanying them to Jesus, we invariably encounter resistance, perhaps for a long time. This is simply a consequence of man's difficulty in following God's plans because of the effects of original sin, subsequently added to by one's own sins. On occasions, this obstruction is attributable to ignorance, in which case it should give us cause to pray, to offer mortifications and hours of work or study, to strengthen our friendship perhaps, all in direct proportion to the opposition we meet. Thanks to our faith, we are well able to understand those in such straits and excuse them with a big heart, but realizing very well that the objective is to get them to know and love Jesus Christ. This is the greatest good we can do them, the greatest of all favors and benefits they can receive. In all apostolate, it is necessary to have a patient attitude. Patience is not the same thing as resignation or carelessness, but an attribute of the cardinal virtue of fortitude. It presupposes a tenacious perseverance, in looking for the desired results it is often necessary to proceed little by little along an inclined plane as it were without ever getting discouraged by our friends not seeming to be making any progress or by their even appearing to be going backwards god allows for these situations and gives us all the necessary graces from the very moment in which we decide before the tabernacle to lead them to him, he has already placed his hands on each of them, right from the beginning. Christ blesses our apostolic desire to bring to him all those souls whom we encounter in our daily lives. If people are slow to respond, we have to remember the patience that God has had with us, how much he has pardoned us, and the innumerable times we have made Him wait. What a lot of waiting our God has had to do. <laughs> how long He has waited at the door of our soul. If our Lord has deserted us when He didn't, re- we didn't respond, when we didn't want to hear His call, just think how far away from Him we would be now. Our effort is never sterile, because in the apostolate we are moved by the love of God. Some people reach him after only a few days contact, others after many years, some do so at the first conversion, others after a long delay, some are able to run from the beginning, others are scarcely strong enough to take a short step. We have to take each person as he is, according to his own human and supernatural circumstances, without getting tired. Without giving up, a doctor doesn't use the same prescription for everybody, nor a tailor the same measurements or the same fitting. Be patient, therefore, brethren, St. James tells us, until the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient over it until it receives the early and the late rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts where the coming of the Lord is at hand. We need to keep after our friends, relatives, and colleagues with supernatural doggedness, not being overcautious or prudent in the wrong sense, and all with a great charity and understanding, because we seek only their good. If the enemies of God try to ha- so hard to separate them men from Him, Why shouldn't we do as much since we seek their good? You know, Lord, that we want only what is best for them, and that best is you who gives yourself to those who choose to accept you. Spreading Christ's Teaching Everywhere That afternoon, many people were cured and received a word of encouragement, a gesture of understanding from the Master. Now when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. How happy the sick people must have been, and how happy too the people who had brought them to Jesus. Apostolate calls for sacrifice, but it is at the same time an immensely joyful undertaking. What a wonderful thing it is to bring our friends to Jesus so that he can impose his hands on them and heal them. Early the following morning, Jesus withdrew to a secluded place, as he was wont to do. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other cities too. For I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Today too we find many people who don't know Christ. God wishes to imbue us with a sense of urgency for overcoming all that ignorance and for spreading good doctrine everywhere, using all sorts of methods and initiatives. As Pope John Paul II reminds us, this mission is not the exclusive preserve of the sacred ministers of religious, but ought to embrace the entire ambit of secular society, the family, and the school. Every Christian has to participate in the task of Christian formation, to feel the urgent need to evangelize. Something, says St. Paul, that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Only if we look to Christ, if we love Him, will we overcome laziness and love of comfort. Will we emerge from the ivory tower that each of us tends to build for himself? Will we make many blind people see Christ, many deaf people hear Him, and many cripples walk beside Him? God needs our cooperation. Let us look at Christ now in our prayer, and let us also contemplate the people around us. What have we done up to now to lead them to God? Let us look at our own family, our colleagues at work, or our study companions those who live beside us, the people with whom we share a common interest, and the people we meet when traveling. Isn't it true that we haven't made very good use of many of the opportunities we have had? Haven't we got tired? Could it not be said to us someday that we didn't speak to those neighbors of ours about Christ when this was what they really needed? A consideration that should help us to be unwavering in apostolate is the great multiplying effect of all the good or evil that happens in the world. The people who that evening felt Christ stop beside them and impose His divine hands upon them knew in their hearts that their life couldn't go on being the way it was before. They became new apostles and went around everywhere Spreading the good news about the way, the truth, and the life whom they themselves had met. They announced it in their families, in their villages. In short, wherever they went. That is what we too have to do. you thanks almighty god for all thy benefits through christ our lord amen